Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Genesee Valley Church's online podcast. GVC is a non-denominational church in Flint, Michigan, and our mission is simple. To love God, love people, and love life. I know that you will be blessed by the message and the words that God has for you today. Now, here's Pastor Tony. Now, just as a show of hands, now could you see just how to worship God? Maybe you say, yeah, I just, I worship from my spirit, or I was talking to him, and it was just almost like it was me and him, just us. And nobody around. But that's how God wants us to worship him. And sometimes we get uh, concerned about who's next to us or what's around us. But in those moments when we're here worshiping God, it's as though it's God and me. And uh, God's presence is here. You know, uh, when we come and pray on uh, Saturdays, we have seen this, and I think I mentioned this before, but um, the Bible likens uh, the Holy Spirit or uh, God's presence as rain. The Holy Spirit can come like, like rain. And uh, we have seen that in our church that's just raining, rain inside, raining, raining. And uh, you say, well, that seems really weird. It's just, just the presence of God <laughs> raining down whatever we need, whatever we hunger for. But I know that the Lord said, well, the rain's always there. And so I'd be like praying for the rain. Oh, God, yeah, we want that. Oh, and just go at it. And it was like God was like, well, you don't have to pray for it anymore. (laughs) It's just there. All you have to do is be aware of it now because it's just there. And he said, but if you're not aware of it, it won't manifest. And that just means if I'm not aware of something, then I don't know it's there and it can't help me like it wants to. But he said, if you'll be aware of it, every Sunday when you come in, it's there. It's raining. It'll give you everything you need. And so uh, I just encourage you in that, too. And there are some Sundays you come in, and you're all about what you got to get done. Oh, I got to talk to, you know, Chuck or Trish, or I got to do this one. You know, you've got your list on Sunday mornings before you come in. Your, your brain's going, do, 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 do. <laughs> and uh, you, I forget. And then you're like downstairs doing something or whatever you're doing. And then it's like you're rushing in. All right, now it's worship time. And you get up here like, okay. And you're, you're still thinking about everything you just did. <laughs> I, know, I know I'm not the only one that does that. <laughs> but, and you forget. You forget. And there's been Sundays I'm like, oh, Lord, I'm so sorry. I forgot. And you may say, oh, what's the big deal? It's a big deal. (laughs) And the closer you get to him, it's a bigger deal to not recognize him. (laughs) And not recognize his presence and honor and respect it. And so that's what we're learning on Wednesday nights, to honor and respect him. To know he's here and that he will meet me where I am. Praise God. And so I've got some more scriptures uh, for you. And we're we're talking about um, rivers that flow from within us. And our pastor's been doing it a little bit on Sunday mornings too. And I'm just going to take you to uh, some more scriptures 
So you've got a really good foundation. And you can't talk, I, I can't talk you out of it, and nobody can talk you out of it. <laughs> but you know, if, um, if you know how to do something, then you can, you can um, do it yourself very well. And you can also help someone else, right? And so that's what we do when we come here and bring the word. Um, we, we pray and get the heart of God for our church. Because we can have a really great agenda, and it might work well for us, but it may not work for God because he wants this over here. <laughs> and so we believe that on Wednesday nights, God wanted us to take just a little turn, and that is toward prayer. The presence of God, knowing how to pray, and he's wanting us to be a praying church that's praying for our city, that's praying for our church, praying for the next place we go to. And when we pray for our church, that did you know that you're involved in that? <laughs> you know? So you're, you're praying for you and your family when you're praying for the church. And you'll see things just happen in your family just because you're faithful to come here and pray for your church. But because you're part of this church, you're, you're part of getting the answers. And so I just think that's really cool. <laughs> and so praise the Lord. So we're going to start. I'll pray real quick, and we'll, we'll start here. Father, I just thank you for the word of God tonight. Lord, I just ask, Lord, I pray that you'd open the eyes of our understanding, that you'd give us wisdom and revelation, insight into the knowledge of you. Oh, that you'd open the eyes of our spirits now, that we'd have ears to hear what you're saying to us. We have eyes to see what you want us to see tonight. I thank you that you're helping us to be, uh, to be prayers. You're helping us to be doers of the word. That as we go from here, it's not something we look at and walk away from and forget about. But we actually put it to practice. And therefore, it's revelation to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Sometimes it just comes out. <laughs> And so that's coming out from your spirit. Maybe you're like, well, I find myself doing that, like, praise God, or thank you, Lord. That's coming from that place. <laughs> so that's good. <laughs> but we're going to start over in Ezekiel tonight, and we're just going to take it a little further. These rivers and the water that's, that's in us, or the life, we could say, that's in us. And we're going to start over in Ezekiel. Over in the Old Testament, Ezekiel is that book of the Bible you probably always go to. <laughs> and when you need to find it, you're like, where is it? <laughs> so no, there's no judgment here. <laughs> Just look, look at your own Bible. <laughs> Don't look to the left or the right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but Ezekiel chapter 37. We're going to start at verse 1. Now, what I, what I don't want you to do is when we're reading this, there's a lot, of, um, a lot of wording in this. Like this coordination, this one, the, the north side, the, the right side, the, the south side. And so I don't want you to get all caught up in where we're you know, north, south, east, west, what coordinate we're on. Or <laughs> but I want you to just pay attention to the water. <laughs> and so I'll help you as we go. Ezekiel 37, verse 1, the hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord. 
and set me down in the midst of the valley, and it was full of bones. Then he caused me to pass by them all around. And behold, there were very many in the open valley, and indeed they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, O Lord God, you know. Again he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. I will put shows on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise and suddenly a rattling with the bones came together bone to bone. Indeed, as I looked, the the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them over, but there was no breath in them. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Praise the Lord. So we'll keep going. Verse 9. Also he said to me, prophesy. To the breath, prophesy, said a man, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds. O breath, breathe on me, then they, that they may live. So I prophesied, and he commanded me, and breath came into them, and they lived and stood upon their feet. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They indeed say, Our bones are dry, our hope is lost, and we ourselves are cut off. Down in verse 14, it says, I will put my spirit in you, and you shall live, and I will place you in your own land. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, says the Lord. Hallelujah. So this is a different scripture than what I thought I was reading. But the spirit of the Lord is in you to give voice to what's in you. So let's go over to Revelation chapter 22. Revelation chapter 22. Verse 1. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. So this water that is from heaven flows in us. And this water we've been finding over the last couple of weeks, there is life in this water. So in the, these waters, these rivers that are in you, can create, they can develop things. They can restore things. And so we'll keep reading and and go through this. But have you ever noticed where there's river or waters, there's, there's things that grow by rivers. It's not dead. But if there is no river, no running water, they call that like a desert, a dry land, where things are dead. But this water in us brings life. And I won't go back through all it. We'll go through some of them. 
but in the past where I uh, talked about there's life, eternal, everlasting life is in me. It's in these waters. And the way they come out of me is just by giving voice. And so you may say, well, I don't even know how to give voice to what I don't even. I've been told my whole life there's nothing good that comes out of me. (laughs) Or maybe, you know, family or, you know, you know, the devil's going to tell you there's nothing good in you. (laughs) And he's going to remind you of everything you've ever done. Just so you know, and he can put a stamp on it to say, you're no good. (laughs) And there's nothing good in you. But Jesus came, so there's good in you. That's the whole reason, one of the reasons he came was so that you could have life. So we could have life. And so, if Jesus is in me, there's life to come out of me. But it's not as simple as, well, um, I've got everlasting life, and yeah, I'm going to heaven, and we just kind of pass it off like that. No, there's life. In me. And you may think, well, I see the, the ministers, you know, and they, they're really anointed and they, you know, pray for people and, you know, they, whatever the situation is, it gets turned around. That same life or things you see is in you. Now, there are special endowments, special anointings. Um, there's the call of God on a pastor, on, you know, everyone's got a different calling. But everybody has that life in them and can give it. If we know it's there then and I know how to get it out, then I can help someone else. Does that make sense? And so there's a portion of Scripture that talks about uh, there are waters. There's waters that are ankle deep. There's waters that are knee deep. And there's waters that are waste. And so um, pastor has used that quite often. Those, so that tells us that the, the water or these waters can be measured. Or that life or anointing can be measured. And so I can be really full with what's in me, with those rivers or those waters. Or they can be really small. And so you ever... Um, <laughs> You ever go and there's um, people that go to the beach and they just stay on this, the banks. They just stay on the sand and um, lay out in the sun, but they don't ever get in the water. Well, that's Or they come just right on the bank of the water. They just get their feet wet. Just a little bit. And I, I'm good right here. <laughs> you guys can go swim. I'm, I'm really good right here. <laughs> and that's, that's just with the things of God. Some people, they're just okay. I'm okay. Then there's those people that, you know, go to the kiddie pool or the pool that's got, you know, a little, like a little bit. You know, you, you can either sit in it or you can, if you stand in it, it's down here. <laughs> but it's not up here. But you, you know, if you go to the beach and as you keep walking, it gets deeper and deeper and deeper. And it's up to here. You're covered in water. You can even go down in the water. But that's what's in you. And that life of God can be so full in you that it oozes out and it restores you, your body, your life, those around you, 
but we can do something about that. And so the more that I step toward God, the more that water is going to be higher on me or the fuller I'll be inside. And so the more you're going to see coming out. That when they open their mouths, oh, my goodness, you just want to be around them because, oh, did you hear what they said? And, oh, my gosh. You know, um, when Mark Hank, when I get around Pastor Mark or Miss Trina, I just want to be, I feel like a little kid. Like, I don't, I don't want to say anything. I just want to listen. You just talk. <laughs> and some of them are just respectful of them. They have just so much to give, and I figure that's why they're here. So I'm not going to do all the talking. I want you to talk. <laughs> but just, you know, when you go into the back room with them or when we've gone up to Cleft of the Rock and we, you know, they're our pastors and we're close to them, and so they always tell us to go back in the room with the ministers. And so it's an honor to go back in the back room because, I mean, that's where the one-on-one happens. But they are just, I mean, they tell stories, whatever they're saying. I mean, there's something to learn every time they they talk. It's just like God coming out. And you you learn things or um, they're just so full that it just comes out. And so you love to be around them. That's that same, those rivers, they just tap into those rivers. Just by their mouth giving praise or thanks to God. Just by praying in the Holy Ghost. They give themselves to them. And it just comes out of them. And so we want to be full of the Spirit. We want to be full of life. So let's turn over to John chapter 5. John chapter 5, verse 26. Now this this water or this life first came, comes from God, from the throne. We just saw in Revelation 22. It comes from God. Verse 26. For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son to have life in himself. And so that life that was in God, he gave to Jesus. And we see that Jesus had the very life of God in him. You may say, well, how did he have that? Let's go over to John, just back a few pages. John chapter 1, verse 4. You got to love it when your pages all stick together with your fingers. (laughs) You're like... I feel like you're going to rip the page. <laughs> John chapter 1, verse 4. says, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. So this is talking about Jesus here. In him was life. And the life that's in him, now it's developed men. That's us. That life is in us. Let's go over to Matthew chapter 14, and we'll look at Jesus's life. What effect did this river in Jesus have on people? I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> John or Matthew chapter 14. 
So how I said, when we know something, we can know about something or we can know it for ourselves by experiencing it. When you, um, when you really know somebody loves you, there's something different. As these two guys, <laughs> but when you really know someone, like somebody can say, "I love you," they can always be in a hurry when they're saying it. You know, with my kids, sometimes I I will catch myself, and it feels like you're in a hurry, like "love you, love you, love you." But there'll be times I'll just go to my kids and I'll do it one by one, because I want them each to know I love you, no matter what. I love you. No matter what, I'll always love you. No matter what. And I will tell them that all the days of their life. Because there's going to be one day that they're going to need to know that I love them. There might be consequences, but I love them. (laughs) And I'll help them through. I'm not going to push them away, but I'm going to bring them in. And so when you know somebody loves you, it does something on the inside of you. You're, you're comfortable going to them to tell them anything, anything, because you know they're not going to hurt you. They're, they're going to love you. And so God, it's the same way with God. When you really know how much God loves you, and you may say, well, I think I know, but maybe I don't know. Okay, then think about things that God has brought you through. Has he brought you through anything? I mean, just gotten you out of a big old mess. Um, healed your body. Uh, maybe you were in a car accident. It was really bad, but you're here today. That's me. I shouldn't even be here. There's all kinds of things that those doctors said were going to be wrong with me. One was walking with a limp in my leg. I mean, there's all kinds of things. But I'd say, nothing. There, there's not anything that I do. Uh, a pastor might say there might be some things. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> There's nothing as a result of that. But that's, I thank God for what I had in me. But I thank God that I had a mom that prayed me out of that and had everybody in their family praying, every church. (laughs) But what has God brought you out of? Think on that. And it helps you know how much he loves you. Maybe you've been you've come out of a bad marriage or an abusive relationship. There's no use in looking at the bad and how bad it was, but how good was God. And maybe you've remarried and now you have the best life ever. Praise God. God loves you that much. But now you can tell someone else about God's love. When there's somebody that's hurting, you can tell them, hey, I've been there, but this is what God will do. Trust me, because I've been there. And you can love them and help them through. So that's, that's what we're talking about. And when you know how to pray, you can help somebody else. Pray with them. Oh, let's go to the throne room. Let's just get God on it. You're, you pull them with you in life and help disciple people. But it has an effect on People around you. So Matthew chapter 14, verse 34. 
So we're looking at the life of Jesus now because he has this God life in him. Matthew 14, 34, it says, When they had crossed over, they came to the land of Genesaret. And when the men of that place recognized him, they sent out into all of that surrounding region, brought to him all who were sick, and begged him that they might only touch the hem of his garment. And as many as touched it were made perfectly well or whole. They were made whole. So when they came in contact with this life, they were made well. When you look that up, it says whole, too. There's all kinds of wholeness that can be. There can be in you, be on your outward, be in your mind. There's all kinds of healing that can be going on. But they just touched the hem. Where's the hem of a garment? Usually at the bottom. So that tells me he was full of the life of God that if they just got a little bit, it's it set them free. This is the life that was in God that now flows to Jesus that now has come to us. So we go over to Luke chapter 6. We'll look at another story. Luke chapter 6, verse 19. And the whole multitude sought to touch him, for power went out from him and healed them all. Again, there's that power, that life, that river that is in him, that flows out of him, and it had an effect on people. But you ever notice that rivers... Rivers will flow until there's resistance. And when there's resistance, they'll turn and go an alternate or alternate route. Or they'll just stop. Whatever the resistance is and how big it is. If it's just rocks, they'll stop and it'll start going this way. <laughs> or if it's a big wall, it just kind of will sit there. But if we resist this that's in us, it won't flow out from in us. And the biggest resistance that you'll have is doubt. Doubting God at his word. Doubting that he is God. When you go to a scripture, it says, uh, believe that he is. Believe that he's what? That he's God. And that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. But first, I have to believe that he is God. He's not a God like all these other gods that have failed people that have died out, he's the one and true and living God that is still much alive today. There's all kinds of things that are going on in the world, things that have just happened, but God did not do that. And so if somebody is saying, well, you you just never know. No, (laughs) don't believe that. God is not in the business of killing people. He's in the business of saving them. It doesn't matter who they are or what they are or what they think they are. He is in the business of drawing them to himself, not pushing people away and sending them to hell. That's not God. But God lives in us. And so if God in this this river of life lives in me, I don't need to fear 
Even though the world is telling me I got to fear a whole lot. No, I just need to be led by what's in me. And so it comes, and I know when I say that at first, your brain, your mind just kind of rejects it because in a minute it was like, well, you have to use wisdom and you got to be smart. Yes, you do. (laughs) Got to be smart about where you are and who you're hanging around, that's for sure. But there is wisdom in us that flows in those rivers. And so if the Bible says, if any man comes and asks of wisdom, that he freely just gives it, freely, hands it out. There's a lot of wisdom that people need because everybody's in a different situation. And so your wisdom don't look like my wisdom that I need right now. Yours might need wisdom on a job or wisdom on making a decision or about your family or maybe it's your kids. God has the wisdom. And so have you ever been to, uh, um, I'm sure everybody here has been to a doctor's office. Even my kids have been. <laughs> you go to the doctor's office and you go inside And uh, first, you have to sit in the waiting room, right? In the waiting room, you're watching people go in and out, and you're you're watching the kids come in, watching the people come in. And you might read a magazine, you might get on your phone and look and check things out, or you know, just kind of passing the time. But you're you're doing okay out there, and you're happy, in and out, in and out, people. But you never have been into the doctor. And so then they're closing everything up, and you've still just been in the waiting room. And they're like, oh, we're closing up now. Well, have a good day. And you leave. Well, did you get what you went there for? No. You didn't go there to wait (laughs) and be, be outside. You went there to see the doctor. So the same thing is with God. If I need an answer... I want it from God. And so I'm going to find out how to get to him and how to get in here so that I hear what he has for me. Because he has my answers. You know, it doesn't matter what it's about. He's got the answer. You might be totally ticked off and frustrated and irritated, but he's got the answer. (laughs) And you can try and out here, try and reason it out and Try to wrestle and, you know, wrestle with yourself almost, you know, and talk through it to death. But nothing changes. But I've talked about it a lot, a really a lot. (laughs) That I wore myself out because I've talked about it so much. But I never went in to see him at the throne room and get my answer. Because when he gives me the answers... That now will change my life. And it'll change my situation. The same is true with these rivers on the inside of us. When we tap into the rivers, that life that flows from God is in there. So all I really have to do is check in there. Because he's in there. Amen. Praise the Lord. And so we see that these waters or this life in Jesus affected people around him. So we'll just, we'll stop or we'll go to a couple more scriptures and then we'll finish. Um, John chapter 7. You can turn to John chapter 7. I will tell you another scripture. 
over in 1 John chapter 5, verses, verse 11, it says, Whoever has the Son has this life now. So it's talking about this life that is in God is now in us. And this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. Who ha- He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. And so, if we have asked Jesus into our heart, that same life now flows through me. And there's waters in me now, or rivers of life. So you're over in John chapter 7. I think, I think we read this every Wednesday night, so we should, we should be really good at this one. <laughs> John chapter 7, verse 37, it says, On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given, given because Jesus was not yet glorified. So let me ask you, has Jesus been glorified? Yes. Has the, the Holy Spirit been given? Yes. So this is available to us now. And that is the Holy Spirit in us. And we give, when we give to that, those rivers come from out of us. And so <clears throat> next week we're going to start talking about um, just praying by the unction of the Holy Spirit. And so pastor is going to help me with that one a little bit. But um, if you've been in this church for any length of time, if you, this isn't like your first time coming or second time, you have heard about the work of the Holy Spirit. And you've heard us talk about over in Acts where it talks about speaking in other tongues. And all that simply is when you when you take it down is it's a language that's given to you by the Holy Spirit. It's a language that you can talk to God with. So when you simplify it, that's really all it is. And every believer can have it. But the Bible says over in Acts that the Holy Spirit came in this manner so that you would have power to be a witness. You need a lot of power these days to be a witness for him. But you can also pray by this language. And it's all so wonderful and it's supernatural and it's nothing weird about it. And so what we're going to just walk through it. And if you if that's a desire in your heart and you may be someone that just needs more word on it, well we'll we'll give you so much word and you can take it home with you. We have books back there. We got all kinds of things that will help you grow in that. Just help you grow. And then you make you make the choice. If you don't want it, it's not a big deal. We'll keep going, you know. And so but it's an aspect of this, these rivers flowing out of you. And it's, it's a good thing. And so um, just to give you kind of a heads up what we're 
kind of where we're headed. And then we'll just go through prayer and talk more on just prayer, how to pray, the types of prayers. And then we're going to come together as a church. And like I said, we're going to start praying together for our church, praying for our city, um, being led by the Holy Spirit, how he wants us to pray. You can pray things ahead. The Bible says over in Jeremiah that uh, you can pray and he'll show you things that you don't even know. Well, he shows you those things by the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit's the revealer to you. He reveals Jesus to you. He reveals the word to you. When you read the word, it's the Holy Spirit that's helping you (laughs) to know what God's saying. And so, but thank you so much for coming, just being faithful to come and and learn of God and as a church body together. And I believe it'll make us stronger, a stronger church coming together like this. And uh, so, so it's nothing to be uh, weirded out about if you say, well, I'm just not really a prayer or praying person. That's okay. You just come and you don't want to pray you just listen to everybody else pray (laughs) you know if you ever come to church prayer everybody's just kind of doing their own praying and you know some people like to walk and pray some people like to sit and what however you like to pray we're going to come together like one heart one mind and pray for the vision the direction of our church and so it'll be good praise the lord so you can go ahead and stand Father, we thank you for the word of God tonight. We thank you that you're revealing your word to us day by day. I thank you, Lord, that we're growing stronger in your word and in the presence of God. We thank you that, Lord, we just thank you for safety. Lord, I thank you for the 91st Psalm. That no evil or harm shall come near us. Lord, that's a promise. So we claim it over our families, over our church, over everybody here tonight. No, nothing evil. Nothing that would come against us shall prosper in Jesus' name. But we are divinely protected. Lord, I thank you. I thank you that we have nothing to fear. Because you are for us, and you will get us through. In Jesus' name, amen. to subscribe to this podcast and take a look at all of our social media sites which can be found at our website gvchurch.tv we know that today's message has been a blessing to you thanks for listening we are genesee valley church loving god loving people and loving life